Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to Philippine X in Wellness. Uh, for episode 22, Philippine X in Wellness presents Decolonizing Wellness with our lovely Miss Sunshine Zerda. Our opening track that you were just listening to is Balanced by Classy on the Dirty Cortez EP album. You can purchase it directly from beatrockmusic.com or Bandcamp. Uh, this time, I'd like to introduce our producer for the night, Cheryl. Good day, everyone. Maayong Adlao, wherever you're tuning in throughout from throughout the globe. I'm Cheryl Samson Ramirez. My chosen pronouns are she, her, sha. My maternal lineage is from Misamis Occidental in Mindanao. I'm a quarter Chinese through my mom's side, and my paternal lineage is from Kapis on the island of Panay. So what's up to all the Visayans out there? <laughs> I'm currently streaming from unceded Tongva Keach territory in the city of Los Angeles. And with regards to my current access needs, I have chronic intermittent back, uh, lower back pain. Safo knows this pretty well. So a stretch break has been incorporated midway to accommodate for that. I'm also a visual kinesthetic and experiential learner. And therefore, visuals and live demonstrations are embedded into our video streams to accommodate for folks with similar learning styles. I'm a licensed clinical social worker working within education and a registered yoga instructor. Today's wellness check-in is, what is one wellness action that you incorporated into your day today? So for me, uh, I would say that one wellness um, action that I did as I worked out this morning. I was really inspired by Ryan's 30-day uh, fitness challenge, which he'll talk about uh, later on in this episode. And yeah, now I'd like to take the opportunity to introduce one of our hosts and moderators for the evening, Safo Floor. Hi, everyone. Good evening. Uh, my name's Safo. I use they, them pronouns. I'm currently streaming from Chichen Ohlone territory, uh, so-called Oakland, California. Um, my parents immigrated from the Philippines. My dad is from Iloilo. My mom is from Sambales. And um, today I don't have any current access needs and my wellness check-in. I have a few things that I did today. I got an eye um, exam to get new contacts. And it's pretty good news. I, I think I'm stabilized enough to get LASIK surgery. So that's exciting. And then I also worked out just like Cheryl. Um, yeah, so now I'd like to introduce our co-host, Ryan Loren. Awesome, thank you, Safo. Magandang gabi, kababayan, and everyone globally, wherever you're at. My name is Ryan Ochoa Loren. My chosen pronouns are he, him, his. I'm currently streaming from the traditional homelands of the Council of the Three Fires, the Ottawa, Ojibwe, and Potawatomi Nations, which is Chicago, Chi-Town. Um, I'm a yoga professional. Um, I've been teaching yoga for over 10 years. Um, I go from Chicago to the Bay Area, now currently in Jersey. Um, shout outs to Syria Yoga Academy. Love you all. Miss you all. Um, as of right now, I currently don't have any access needs, uh, but regularly just being, you know, physically, mentally, and spiritually in this space. Um, 
again, just feeding off all the positive vibes and just being in the present moment. I'm currently thrilled to be sharing the space with you all and just super stoked for our amazing special guest this evening. Um, and also my parents are originally from, from Manila. My mom's from Makati and my dad's from Quezon City. Uh, immigrated here back in the back in the 70s. So take it away, Cheryl. Sweet. We all we have all parts of the Philippines in this stream in our team of Philippine X and Wellness. And we're also excited to announce that our video sessions are now accessible through our own Philippine X and Wellness and SoCal Filipinos YouTube channels. You can also access our audio recordings via Apple Podcasts. So find us on Apple Podcasts. And please subscribe to our Philippine X and Wellness YouTube channel as we're working towards acquiring access to our own domain. Every subscri subscription counts, so get your friends, your family, your neighbors, your dogs to subscribe. Just kidding. All right. Philippine X and Wellness's vision is to support the wellness of the Philippine X community through resource sharing, podcast streams, and partnerships with professionals and organizations in order to live healthier, happier, and more fulfilling lives. If you're not following us already, please feel free to follow us at Philippine X in Wellness with a P, ending with an X in Wellness, all one word, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter via the handle at Philippine X, the letter N, the word well, followed by the letters N and S, all one word. Twitter with their character limits, you know how it is. Unique to Philippine Exton Wellness, we honor this space and ask everyone who is watching live to comment and pose questions respectfully from your heart throughout our streaming time. This session is being recorded and will be available on our Philippine Exton Wellness and SoCal Filipinos YouTube channels and for our listeners, as we mentioned, on Apple Podcasts. For our listeners, we'll be sure to read audience questions and comments aloud from our live stream. Please keep in mind that anything that is discussed today is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not meant to be medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare practitioner for your particular condition, especially before starting any exercise or new health program. Philippinex in Wellness was formed to provide a dialogue around topics that affect the wellness of the Philippinex community. So we're here to also highlight Philippinex individuals and organizations that are actively doing wellness work. For our viewers, if you have any questions throughout our segment or comments for our hosts or guests, please read the instructions on the screen. Cheryl and Jason will be helping us with our moderation for this evening. For our listeners, please DM us your questions in advance on IG so we can make sure to include them here in our streams and recordings. Without further ado, today's guest speaker is Sunshine Zerda. Having spent over a decade in the corporate world of business marketing, Sunshine Zerda decided to pursue her passion and transition into the world of health and wellness. It was a major decision that left behind an unfulfilling career and gave way to a much more rewarding pursuit by helping others achieve a better well-being. During her youth, Sunshine was a U.S. Junior Olympic athlete 
in the sport of gymnastics. Over the years, she gained a high level of experience in various martial arts, such as Muay Thai, Brazilian Capoeira, and Krav Maga. With a holistic approach to wellness, she is now a certified personal trainer, high-intensity functional training expert, certified RYT yoga teacher, certified hot Pilates mat instructor, self-defense combat specialist, and a Lululemon ambassador for both Australia and New Zealand. Her goal for all her students and clients is to find balance by connecting the mind, body, and spirit. Aside from her relentless fitness schedule, she has managed to pursue an additional passion in music as a DJ, performing and curating in diverse venues around the world. We would like to welcome to Philippine Exit Wellness for the first time, Sunshine Zerda. Hey, hi, Sunshine. Hi, 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 Mabuhai. I'm so, so honored and grateful. I know that was a long bio. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and again, I'm I'm just really honored that you guys invited me to be part of this, but also to be a part of the community. Because for me, community means everything. So in case you don't know, and my words probably aren't enough, I'm super, super grateful for each and every one of you. So thank you. Uh, we're so stoked to have you on too. And we're really grateful to invite you into this space. And, and just in line with our introduction, do you have any current access needs that you'd like to share with our audience? Not at the moment. Um, I, I'll share that today, me and my husband were outside getting some vitamin D and lifting some weights for our wellness because we are on this committed 365 days of movement or sweat. And so to join in with, I know Ryan's doing, is it 30 days or 40 days, Ryan? It's 40 days, 10, 40 days. 20, 30 activities in 40 days. So, so I, I feel you on that and I'm right there with you. So Ooh, 365 is such a feat. <laughs> I'm trying to keep well, up with four days a week. <laughs> Man, there, there's a story behind it. Maybe we'll chat about the story later. <laughs> well, uh, before we start with our prepared questions, quick, uh, we quickly wanted to talk about the amazing photos that we saw when we were going through your bio. Yeah. So why don't we talk about where this incredible high sidekick photo was? Yeah. Where did you get this? This in particular, thank you for asking, was shot yeah. by a very, very close friend who me and my husband consider family, Tony, a.k.a. Teesby, an amazing photographer, cinematographer, actually is uh, creating a documentary right now about plant medicine and movement and music and how all of that coupled together is a form of healing and very powerful. And so... He's like, yeah, we're in Uluwatu where he lives. And a friend of ours who owns this martial arts slash wellness studio was like, hey, why don't you just utilize the rooftop? And Tony's like, yeah, let's 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 get all your Lululemon gear together. And because usually I'm doing photo shoots when I'm in Australia, but I'm not there. And so he offered he's like, let's just have some fun. And so that was this photo shoot. And it was, as you can see, a beautiful warm day, like 
98% of the year there. <laughs> so yeah, the background's amazing. And I mean, Thank it matches you. your amazing posture and psychic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and before I go into this uh, photo that we have on screen, you're yeah. getting some uh, comments in the thread. Oh. Um, Christine Serrano saying <gasps> what's up. Oh, thank you, Christine. Her and I went to college together. Hey. <laughs> Robbie, Kath Robinson's on. Oh, wow. And then um, we have a, also uh, someone else on the, the comments that's really impressed by your background and your Junior Olympics background as well. Well, thank you, everyone, wherever you're tuning in from. I'm really, really grateful that you guys are taking time to have a listen, not only to my stories, but also ways that we as a community can share how all of us can heal and just live a higher quality of life together and uplift one another. So thank you. Sweet. Now for our listeners, right now we have on screen a photo of Sunshine uh, teaching outdoors to this amazing group of people in, in front of her. It looks like it's on uh, an outdoor shopping area. Sunshine, can you tell us a little bit more about this photo that we're looking at? Yeah, thanks, Cheryl. This one's a special one because I was quite honored to be asked, I mean, as a Lululemon ambassador, I'm always honored to do any kind of event because they really give to the community. And in this particular photo, just to describe, the Westfield Center in Sydney had been shut down. It's usually uh, filled with people walking, shopping, eating, all this great experience, but they shut it down for a total of 400 people that day. Q Violin, my husband, and I led everyone through a live vibrational yoga session. Imagine 400 people. And they were unveiling a store opening, one of their largest at the time in Sydney, or actually all of Australia and New Zealand, if you will. And it was just really, really powerful to connect with that many people, despite you could hear the honking of horns, but everyone was really present. And why we call it live vibrational yoga is when Q plays the violin, it's live and sometimes improv, right? Because I don't always share with him the sequence that I'm going to be teaching the guests. And so for him to watch not only me, but the 400 people out there in the street and then create this beautiful soundscape to where people can feel a positive frequency of love, joy, and gratitude. This day was so special and still very fresh in my mind. So thank you for sharing that photo. That's amazing. I can I can only just imagine if I could just would have been there one of those 400. I'm like, oh my gosh, such I would have loved for you to be there with me, Ryan. It, it's beautiful because we even had people who weren't quite familiar with yoga, but because yeah. we welcome all levels, all ages, we had parents with their children there. You know, it was really, really special to share that with the public. And then so powerful that people that were walking by, because there, there was like a little bit of space on the side where people could still kind of pass by or in case of an emergency, but we had people stopping and standing to meditate with us. How powerful is that, you know? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. We just have a guest uh, saying that this, you are clearly magic. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cry. Oh, Tahira, who a shout out to this beautiful human in Baltimore, cold Baltimore. Uh, she just joined me in queue for our couples retreat in Baja, Mexico. And what a beautiful time we had together. Love and miss you, Tahira. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Yes. Talk us a little bit more about this picture. I mean, like, hello. Yes. <laughs> so this one also was in Uluwatu, Bali, and shout out to Teesby again. And just his, his imagination with lighting. And he's like, okay, now let's transition from self-defense sunshine to yoga zen sunshine right? And so now we're inside this beautiful studio, 360 it's called. It's in Uluwatu and it's a beautiful fitness studio. Shout out to them. Thank you for allowing me to do this photo shoot. But just the lighting and the way he caught this side plank and just for me to go from fight mode to come into Zen mode. This, this whole photo shoot was all in like 90 minutes, you know? So here I am flowing through just this regular calm vinyasa flow. And then for him to just capture these moments in these types, it's like shadow, but yet lit. And that's how life is, right? Sometimes we've got the dark moments and sometimes the sun shines with no clouds in the sky and you have so much to be grateful for. But really, it's how do we respond to the good times and the bad times so that we can remain even keel, right? So thanks for letting me share this photo as well. <laughs> That's so amazing. All right, let's yeah. let's let's get into the the juicy goodness, right? So um, let's start off. Let's ask um, Sunshine, um, and you know, obviously for our audience and our guests this evening. Um, talk us a little bit more about your your family history, your origin, like where in the Philippines um, your family's from. And obviously we want to know where are you streaming yes. with us from today, tonight? Yes, yes. Uh, I'm currently, we just arrived in Phoenix, Arizona, a.k.a. shout out to the traditional custodians of this land, the Pima tribe. And we are grateful to be here and streaming live from my end. And my family, actually, I'm first generation born and raised in San Francisco. However, my parents were born into Catholic families in the Philippines. My mother from Mandaluyong and my father from Santa Ana. And these villages, small towns, if you will, are just a little bit south of Manila. And my parents met in college and they decided that they were in love and that they were going to get married. And they thought, okay, well, we've worked really hard throughout our schooling. Let's go to the land of opportunity. So San Francisco is where they landed in the early 70s. I believe it was 70 or 69, one of those, very close. And yeah, my brother was born first, and then I was born shortly after. And as we all know, San Francisco has one of the largest populations of Filipino community. I'm quite proud of that. And it was really, really wonderful to see a melting pot of 
cultures. So yeah, it, it was it different from what my mother and father grew up in? Absolutely. And we'll go into how Americanized way of living or colonized way of living kind of helped shape what I do today. So yeah, thanks for letting me share in regards to my background. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you, Sunshine. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about your background. Like I know that you did gymnastics and martial arts before yoga. Can you um, tell us about your wellness path? Yes. Well, it it starts off a little bit heavy, but I promise it gets light. Um, in back in the day, you know, children who are mischievous or high energy, clearly like myself, uh, we get into trouble sometimes and we're always active and can't sit still and uh, the way I got into gymnastics is I was three years old and my mom, who would always try and calm me down, but clearly I just had so much energy. And here I am doing flips off the couch. I'm, I'm climbing on the table. I'm not supposed to be climbing places that I was, but of course I wasn't listening. And so I was, I think at my... Tita Elsie's house and my mom and Tita Elsie were chopping it up. And, you know, Filipinos are loud when they're chopping it up. So I fell after doing a front flip off her couch and I dislocated my shoulder. And at three years old, I'm crying, screaming. But, you know, Filipina ladies, sometimes when they get together, they're just chatting. And after an hour, my Tita Elsie's like, hey, I think Sunshine's still crying. And my mom's like, oh, ah, she's just, oh yeah, she's just making noise. She's just always running around. And my Tita Elsie's like, no, I think this is serious. And they go into the room and my shoulder's like out of its socket. <laughs> so they rush me to the emergency room. The doctor pops it back into its socket. And the doctor looks at my mom and is like, so Teresa. I think you have to, that's my mom's name. I think you got to put her in a gymnastics tumbling class or something. And my mom's like, oh, why? And he's like, because you're going to be coming back to the emergency room quite often because she's going to be breaking bones and dislocating if you don't put this energized child in something. And so here I go, three years old, and I'm like tumbling. I'm having the time of my life. And my mom only took me to the local rec center, you know, because she doesn't, she's like, what's gymnastics, you know? And so finally, a couple years later, my coach is telling my mom, you should put her in competitive gymnastics. And my mom's like, oh, that sounds expensive. Fast forward with lots of fundraising and shout out to all the people that my mom would sell. You know, those world's finest chocolate bars and all those things that kids sell to fundraise. Guess what? That's what got me through gymnastics. It's what bought me my gymnastics competitive leotard and suit and all this. And I actually really did well, surprisingly, with all my craziness. And I was enrolled at the age, I believe, 
I started competing at eight. And at the age of 11, I was enrolled in the U.S. Junior Olympic program. And to be able to train at this high level at such a young age not only helped me establish discipline, not only in health, wellness, physical activity and training, but I feel like all of this set me up to be very organized and helped me in my corporate job, but also now being an entrepreneur for myself, man, you learn a lot through that kind of level of discipline. So fast forward, uh, right before the Olympic trials, unfortunately, the universe taught me a lesson and I sprained my ankle really bad. In fact, I tore a tendon. And as you know, the doctor said, it's better to break a bone than to tear a tendon or pull, strain a joint, whatever, right? Because it takes far longer to heal than a broken bone. So Olympics, you know, that thing only comes for every four years, right? So you're devastated at the age of 14 because the next time it comes around, I'm going to be 18. And these days, maybe gymnasts can pull it off. But back then, you know, puberty kicks in, you know, your body's changing. I kind of lost and, and felt just I felt devastated and I lost the inspiration and the drive. Mm. So then, you know, here I am. I was offered a scholarship to UCLA. I was a sophomore in high school. But by the time the beginning of my senior year, I didn't want to do it anymore. And so, and, and maybe that's a form of burnt, being burnt out, I guess. However, I found a new passion in martial arts. Not only was martial arts really empowering for a woman, but to be able to build strength and stamina and just feel good every day for me punching and kicking is, is quite liberating. So after I left home, San Francisco, I moved down to Southern California for university. I started Muay Thai. And I loved Muay Thai because I could use my upper body and my lower body, get a good workout, build muscle, continue at it. Because after gymnastics, you know, some people are like, well, what do I do? So it was really nice that I could find this passion that I could integrate the strength that I had learned from gymnastics. And I was surprised that I could punch and kick a bag as I could, you know, and even my coach at the time was like, Hey, how'd you learn to use your legs like that? And I'm like, bro, try gymnastics for all of your young life, you know? So that was kind of a beautiful journey and just falling in love, almost borderline obsessive with it, right? But then thinking to myself as a woman, you know, I moved away from my family in San Francisco and being in Southern California. And sometimes, you know, you might be studying for finals or midterms and you're coming from the library really late. I felt pretty good being by myself, learning a skill set to be able to defend myself. So I kept on this journey and then I meet a beautiful man that, you know, now is my husband who was at the time teaching capoeira in Los Angeles. And I was like, 
oh, Brazilian capoeira, you know, I have never really tried this, but I'll give it a shot. But guess what? I didn't tell him I was in martial arts and I didn't tell him I did gymnastics before. Right. So I show up to class looking like I don't know nothing. Right. All of a sudden I'm throwing these kicks. And he's like looking at me, but you know, that's kind of like brownie points, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he's looking at me like, how did you learn to kick like that? And you know, in capoeira, you're doing acrobatic movements. So cartwheels and handstands. Here I am. I'm like, oh, this is my first time in Brazilian capoeira, you know? He's like, how are you doing handstands like that, right? Anyway, fast forward, I found capoeira to be amazingly uh, uh, rewarding because you're learning Portuguese, the language through music. You're learning instruments as well as learning martial arts, a way to defend myself. I promise the story is almost over. After that, he and I moved in together. We moved into a building in downtown LA and then a Krav Maga studio opened in our building, you know, so the bottom had restaurants and then there was this space for a martial arts studio. And I had heard about Krav Maga, which is Israeli self-defense martial arts. And it's quite different from any competitive sport because it is taught to men and women who live in Israel. And basically, Emi, the founder, needed to figure out how do I train soldiers whether you're a ballerina, you're a banker, you're an accountant, I need to teach them quick ways to fight, but also flee an attacker. So eye gouging, groin hits, all of those things that are usually not allowed, let's say in Muay Thai or any competitive martial arts, for a woman, I'm barely 5'2". I like to round up, by the way. <laughs> but to know that somebody 6'4 comes at me I can defend myself because I know the vulnerable points of which I can take down my attacker. Anyways, so that's my my whole wellness journey, the martial arts and gymnastics side of me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I would be afraid to, to cross you. No, no, Ryan. No. Remember, I do yoga. I'm Zen sometimes. Right. Zen warrior. Zen warrior, I see. <laughs> Oh, uh, this is amazing. I, I'm really, I'm really inspired by your journey, like from, from beginning to where you are today. And it's just, it's being in the space, being in this place with you and, and all of our guests and all of our viewers, like you're, you're just exactly that, the sunshine that we all, that we all need in our lives. That's so Ryan, amazing. you're going to make me cry. I'm grateful for you. <laughs> <laughs> you stop it. You stop it. <laughs> No, this is this is awesome. This is all amazing stuff. Um, but let's go ahead. Um, again, I just want to reset and just kind of moving forward. So again, thank you all for joining us this evening with Philippine X in Wellness. Uh, again, we're talking tonight with the lovely Sunshine Zerda. Um, we're going to take a quick break, right? So please don't go away. You know, feel free to take a stretch grab some water, maybe some tea, and then um, we'll get back. We'll resume in just a little bit. All right. See y'all in a bit.
mucho amor te voy a dar Paleta, paleta de menta y cereza Un peso te vale, un beso te cuesta Paleta, paleta de menta y cereza Un peso te vale, un beso te cuesta Te quiero a mi lado negra, cuánto calor te voy a dar Si vienes conmigo negra, de besos te voy a pintar Paleta, paleta de menta y cereza, un peso te vale, un beso te cuesta Paleta, paleta de menta y cereza, un peso te vale, un beso te cuesta to Filipinx and Wellness. I was hella dancing to that. <laughs> so good. So this is actually Sunshine's favorite track. It's called Paleta by her husband, Quetzal Guerrero. He's also known as Q-Violin, which is spelled Q-V-L-N. And as Filipinx and Wellness, we also like to support the financial wellness of independent musicians and artists in our community. You can listen to Q's music on all digital platforms, and it's also available for purchase through Bandcamp. Search for either QVLN or Quetzal Guerrero. And we are talking now with Sunshine Zerda on Decolonizing Wellness. Uh, we'd like to take a pause here and see if we have any questions or comments in the queue that Jason can bring up for us. Kath says, this has been energizing. Thank you. Gotta energize dinner for family now. Peace. Yay. Enjoy dinner, <laughs> Kath. <laughs> Thanks, Robbie, Kath. Hi, so, Nah. <laughs> lots of great peeps chiming in. Loving the sunshine. <laughs> Aw, thanks, Aww. Karina. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Let's... um Sahira. Oh, <laughs> yes. They are loving you, Sunshine. Oh, <laughs> I'm just I'm grateful. It's it's a mirror, you know, and I I get a, a little emotional because without our community, we are nothing. That's how I feel. So 
without all of you that I call family, I, I wouldn't be able to be inspired to do what I do. So thank you, each of you. So amazing. Love having you here. I want to I wanna circle back, um, Sunshine, if you don't mind, just to kind of... Please, please kind of trace your your path right so we've you've done all the i guess kind of like the yang right the krav maga the martial arts the the gymnastics um like can you weave us through the flow and how you found how you found yoga you know i love this question ryan thank you <laughs> Mm -hmm. So just like Ryan said, I was all about the yang and go hard and hit hard and flip hard. And then the universe gifted me one more injury. And I say gift because usually we become sad, depressed, or even angry when injuries come about because it pauses you it slows you down. It forces you to really think about, whoa, wh why am I feeling this pain? What is it that my body's language is trying to tell me? So here I am. I'm so obsessed with martial arts. I'm training martial arts. I'm teaching martial arts. I was teaching anywhere from 18 to 19 classes, whether HIIT training, lift, uh, lifting weights, um, bag classes, like all of this Yang stuff, and then personal training, private clients in between there, and then DJing on the weekends, right? Uh, this is all after my corporate life, by the way. So going back to the corporate life, I barely even did self-care. I was working a lot. Your paycheck inspires you to work longer hours because you think that's what society wants from you, right? So yang, yang, more yang and no rest. So the second injury that came about, I pulled my groin so much so that I could barely lift my leg to get up one step. And one step is like, what, five inches, maybe? That's not much, but yet I, and, and imagine I'm teaching combat classes. I, I need my leg to demonstrate kicks. I need my leg to demonstrate a lunge with a kettlebell. You know what I'm saying? But I couldn't do any of this. And here I am thinking about, okay, well, wh what's the lesson? And I forgot to tell you guys, back in college, I went to a yoga class once. So I'm like 18 because a friend was like, it's cool to do yoga. And I was like, okay, are we going to, we're going to do handstands? Okay. You know, and I get to the class and first of all, I didn't know what kind of yoga clothes were cool because I wore like Muay Thai shorts or I wore like crappy stuff to sweat in, you know? And so I show up, I'm like in boy shorts, you know, like weird ones and like a tank top, you know, and the teacher's looking at me like, where did you come from? You know? <laughs> and then on top of that, there were many women that looked like me. And, you know, I, I was in a specific city that, you know, people of my color was not common. You know, I, I looked around, I was like, uh Oh, do I, do I belong here? You know? 
And then imagine I had no idea what I was getting into, but I had heard that I get to stretch, right? So I go in there and I don't know what a down dog is. And, you know, me now, I'm certified yoga teacher. I'm very kind and, and warm towards people who don't do, no, don't know down dogs because I put myself in their place. And so here I am. And she's like, what are you doing? Like super attitude, this teacher. And I thought yoga teachers all were nice, you know, and, and maybe 90% of them are, but I didn't get that one. And who knows, maybe she had a really bad day, but man, I just wasn't treated right. She said my clothes were not right for yoga. And then I just didn't feel accepted. And mm -hmm. so I never went back for like nine years. Wow. And then I, I had this bad, terrible um, uh, thought about what yoga was. I was like, they're mean girls. You know that movie, Mean Girls. And I, I don't know how to do a down dog or an up dog. And the teacher had attitude. And I just had this terrible thought process of what yoga is supposed to be. So finally, fast forward, I injure my leg. I can't teach. I can't practice any kind or form of martial arts. I can't lift any weights. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness. And my husband, who always knew stretching was great, and his mother, my mother-in-law, does yoga. But I always thought in the back of my head, that's stupid. Now, I judged based on that one experience, mm -hmm. right? And my husband invited his friend, Justin, shout out to Just Love. He comes over and he's like, hey, uh, and by the way, he's like six foot two. He lifts heavy weights. He's this big guy, like CrossFit guy slash NFL looking guy. And he's like, you got to do yoga. And I looked at it. I was like, you do yoga? Do you know what yoga attire is? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, and you do it? And they're nice to you? And you know how to do a down dog? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, that's stupid. It's not cool. And he's like, oh, yeah? And because he lifts a lot of weights and, you know, he's like, I was supposed to have shoulder surgery. And the doctor said he needed to do some major reconstructive work in my shoulder. And he said that after about four months of hot yoga, he goes back to the doctor and the doctor says, you fixed whatever I was going to cut you up and do some work on you. And I'm looking at him like, so you avoided shoulder surgery? Because at this point, I had already seen LA's best sports therapist rehab guy. Eight months didn't do nothing for me. And I was getting really worried because I'm thinking about my future, about teaching, about everything, how I'm going to earn money and pay the bills. And so with Just Love telling me and my husband, both of them telling me and encouraging me, you need to try yoga. Your physical therapist ain't doing nothing for you. So let's just give it a try. What are you going to lose?
the both of them came with me to a yoga studio, supported me. And guess what? In about three months, my leg was healed and stronger than ever. And knock on wood, I haven't injured myself since. So the moral of this story is sometimes pain or injuries in your body is a special message that is specifically meant for you, ladies and gentlemen out there. And sometimes when presented wrong the first time, give it another chance. And that is my story with yoga because I became obsessed not only how it healed my body, but then I started understanding the meditation portion, how I was able to shift my mood if it was a bad day or maybe I had a long week teaching classes and I was stressed and I had a few gigs that weekend for DJing and it really sets the tone not only for your day, for your evening, for your week and Clearly, I'm high energy, so my brain can go, 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 go. And yoga at night when, you know, shout out to Core Power back in the day, they did yin yoga, candle lit, and I got some of the best sleep of my life. And I didn't even know that I could find that in yoga. And a lot of us, I am including myself, a lot of us think, I actually just posted on my IG story this meme what most people think yoga is. And then it's got this guy doing like crazy handstands and crazy flexibility and splits, etc. And then right below it, what yoga really is. And it's someone seated peacefully in silence and in stillness. And those of you that don't know, after not only did I get certified by Core Power, I, I went to India. Rishikesh, my husband and I studied sound healing. We studied Ayurveda. We studied Ashtanga yoga in the birthplace of Rishikesh, the birthplace of yoga. And just understanding that it was taught to young boys back in the day because young boys had a ton of energy. I guess I was categorized in that because I was a tomboy. But imagine some of these postures are just to get you to sit still and create space in your mind. And what that does for us, that powerful tool, even the power of breath work, science has proven six slow, deep, long breaths, inhale, exhale, can truly shift your mindset and your mood. It is so powerful. And I really misjudged that back in the day. And I, I'm guilty, but that's why I want to share all of this with each and every one of you is because you guys, this is such a powerful tool that I wish I had when I was going through puberty. You know, when your hormones are out of whack and you can't understand or you eat too much ensamada or ube cupcakes and stuff like that or grandma with pandisal and you know, like sugary stuff, like, man, if I knew to breathe and just do a few yoga postures, I would have been cool. And my mom, maybe she wouldn't have been so stressed out with my high energy. Anyway, that is how I found yoga. Long story, Ryan, but I'm grateful that you asked. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I am here for it. I am all about it. Um, you know, you and I, I also come from the 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 golden ages of, of core power back in the day yes. from like the 2011 onward. And so yeah. Yeah. Erica, who's also in here, she's also from core power. Um, oh, hey, Lisa. Yeah, <laughs> we have we have Joseph um, from Jersey, uh, two surgeries and now wanting to try try yoga. We'll get you there, Joseph. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes, Joseph. DM me, Joseph. I'll be your inspiration because I was going through some tough times. So find me on IG and I would love to share some stuff with you on, you know, what we can do for you. Absolutely. Great stuff. So again, thank you all for our viewers. You know, obviously keep, keep the comments, keep the sharing. Um, you know, let's, let's, you know, let's, let's bring it on, breathe in, breathe out, inhale, exhale, all that good juicy stuff. So with that being said, let's, let's circle back with you, Sunshine. Um, yeah. You know, obviously our, our topic tonight is decolonizing wellness, right? What does this mean? It's such a, it's, it brings and comes with a strong title, right? And so let's break that down. Let's unpack that. What does decolonizing wellness means to you? I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's go back, even back when my mother was a child, if you will. And thank you all for allowing me to share this story. So in the Philippines, you may or may not know, but skin color plays a big part as to if you're darker, you are assumed that you work out in the fields and you are more labor intensive in terms of your status in society. The lighter the skin, at least this is what it was in my family, okay? The lighter your skin, the more prominent, perhaps wealthy, your family is. Well, I was the darkest out of all my cousins. And guess what? The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree because my mother also was the darkest amongst her 12 siblings. Now, my mother, who was also a tomboy, she's outside swimming, skateboarding. Guess what? Her little mini me, Sunshine, also loves swimming outside, playing outside. And guess what? My skin gets really dark. So back in the day, my mother used to tell me that my grandmother used to buy bleach for her and her sisters and soak them in a tub of bleach. Now, we all know today that that's not really wellness, is it? It's a bit of toxicity, if you ask me. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm going back to the Philippines, you know, first time, I think I was about six years old. My mother and father brought me and my brother for my uncle's wedding. And of course, I'm the flower girl and I'm the darkest little one in the whole wedding, you know, and, and also my father is dark. So it's like double whammy, dark brown skin, you know. So, you know, my grandmother's like, oh, oh. We need to bleach her. And my mom's like, no, because that was already traumatizing 
for her, right? When she was young, she's like, no, we don't, we don't need, no, no, no. She's too dark in that dress. And, and I'm like looking at my grandma and I'm like, dark, what does that mean? You know, mm. fast forward, I continue to visit. Uh, bless my grandmother. I love you. Grandma Inai, Lola Inai, I love you. But let me tell you, from her colonized background, as you know, the Spaniards came, which is from Europe, and they were lighter. They came and colonized the Philippines, and light-skinned mestiza was highly acclaimed. You know, you're you're from this family. Oh, if you're light-skinned, you are wealthy. You are, you know, of a higher caste, if you will. So... I'm swimming outside. I'm going to the beach as kids do. It's summertime, right? And in the, I grew up in San Francisco. It's fog 97% of the year, you know? So I'm in the Philippines. I'm enjoying myself. It's hot. I'm outside. And my cousins are like, oh, you better wear a hat. I'm like, wear a hat. I don't wear a hat. And my cousin's like, Lola nice, gonna tell you. And I'm thinking to myself, well, let her, you know, and I clearly with all this energy, I'm not one of those subservient little girls as I'm supposed to be. Apparently, I'm not supposed to talk back. And my cousins are really, really good at following those rules. I don't know. I wasn't so much in that path, I guess. But so, you know, my grandmother always complained to my mom that my skin was so dark. Fast forward, you know, straight hair was really, really cool, I guess. And all my cousins in the Philippines always straightened their hair. So guess what I did? I started straightening my hair, you know, and my it's it's got a little bit of a wave to it. But I thought, OK, well, I guess straight hair is really cool, you know, because you see a lot of, let's say, girls on the ads of maybe yoga ads, you know, straight hair is the cool thing, you know, not wavy hair, not like that. I mean, again, remember this is, I'm in my forties now. So this is back in the day. Um, let's talk about features, you know, um, I actually got, so my, my dad's nose is a little bit pointier, but guess what? My cousins, you know, they used to refer to their noses, jungle noses, right? Because in the Philippines, the wider the nose, the less European that is, right? So they look at me and they're like, oh, how did you get your nose? And I'm thinking, I'm like 12. I don't know. I, I, I don't think of those things. But my cousins in the Philippines had this thing about when I get money, I'm going to have my nose fixed. And I'm thinking, what? You know, they used to say, oh, your nose is tangos and Tagalog. That in English, that means pointy, a little bit more pointy. You know, I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, uh, uh OK, you know, I, I'm not aware of these things until later because you look at, you know, sports brand ads and it's like these, you know, everybody's got like, you know, like that. And then like their nose, like. 
And to be honest, when I moved to university in Southern California, I was in an area where girls were talking about that. Boob jobs, nose jobs, liposuction. We're 18 years old. Why, why is that a theme? You know, and, and so it's it's this Western way. I'm not saying any of it is bad, okay? If you've got a pointy nose and you've got light skin, fantastic. But if you're not born like that, we've got to embrace who we are, our roots, our culture, where we come from, you know? And then so fast forward, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, wow, I don't look right in my yoga clothes. Like this whole way of thinking of, of brands that market to you, this is how you need to look in yoga. This is how you're supposed to look in tennis. This is how, you get where I'm going. Absolutely. And, and, and what happened to just embracing, hey, I'm dark. And that's okay. And my hair is dark because guess what? I was guilty. I started putting blonde streaks in my hair. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. You already know because of what we were seeing in the magazine ads. You know, back in the day when I'm like 18, 20 years old, we didn't have no IG. Facebook wasn't on there. So I'm looking through the magazines. I'm seeing the ads for these expensive luxury brands. Why these expensive luxury hotel brands are, who are, who are the women in there? They're really skinny, tall, maybe pointy noses, maybe blonde hair, maybe lighter skin. They didn't look like me. I told you I was rounding up. I'm barely 5'2". And look, I still have that. Why am I rounding up? Why don't I just say I'm 5'1"? You know, that's okay that I am the height I am. And that's okay that my skin is the way it is and my hair. And, and you know what, if I have big hips, I do, I get it from my mom. It's okay. And this is where I want to decolonize how we think and really teach people that in, in my yoga classes or even in my HIIT training or self-defense classes, you are always enough. You are always enough wherever you are. Last point about decolonizing. Let's talk about food, shall we? Filipinos. <laughs> let's do um, it. Let's, let's, Ryan. You already know where I'm about to go with this. <laughs> we love to eat. All of our celebrations and gatherings are around food, you know, and Kare kare was my favorite. And for those of you out there that don't know, it's a peanut. Uh, okay, bear with me. Try and have a creative imagination here, okay? Those on the podcast, I'm sending love out to you. Love frequencies. Think of a peanut sauce base. Yes, garlic. Yes, onions. But it is. What is it, Ryan? What is the meat? Tell us. Tell us. Oh my goodness. Oxtail. Oxtail. Okay. Let's just sit for two seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, they's out there. Oxtail. Yes. I loved back in the day before I went plant-based oxtail. It is the tail of an ox, but that's regular in my culture. But let me tell you when I took oxtail and rice in a Tupperware, it wasn't Cool Whip, Cheryl, but it was margarine. 
Okay. Because guess what? They didn't have those cool Tupperwares or maybe my mom couldn't afford it. Or maybe my mom was just thinking sustainability. And I took it in a margarine, you know, that margarine brown Tupperware. And then I opened it up. I'm at school. Okay. I'm at school. I'm like 10 years old. And my friends who are not of Filipino descent are like, what the hell? First of all, they looked at the Tupperware and was like, oh, hell no. And then they looked at what was inside and they're like, rice? What is that? You know, I couldn't bear to tell them it was oxtail. Let's not talk about what oxtail, you know what I'm saying? So then I go home because my friends were making fun of me. And I go home and I tell my mom, mom, I want Lunchables. She was like, what? What is Lunchables? My mom doesn't. She's Filipina. She does not know what lunch meat and crackers are. We don't eat that in our culture. But I felt embarrassed because I did not have a bag of Doritos. I had oxtail, by the way, has so much nutritional value. Let's not get into that. That's a whole nother hour. But imagine <laughs> I felt embarrassed and ashamed at school because of my cultural food that kept me nourished. And so my mom, I, of course, because I am that kind of child that really pushed the buttons, my mom was like, fine, you want Lunchables here next day. Let me tell you, Lunchables sucked ass. It was terrible. Warm rice, warm sauce like a stew, nilaga, sinigang. Sinigang was my favorite, by the way. That was far more better and far more healthier than Doritos or Cheetos or Lunchables or Top Ramen. I mean, I'm guilty. I had Top Ramen and Cup of Noodles in college. That's another, I'm guilty. Okay, let, let, that's another, another episode. But listen, accept it. Think about your ancestors. My grandma would roll in her grave if she knew I had top ramen or Lunchables. She'd whoop my ass. She really would whoop my ass. She's like, we don't eat that. But then here she is. She's taking pandisal and dipping in her coffee. But again, another that's colonized bread. We didn't have bread back in the day. What did we eat? We ate with our hands. Okay, final. I'm wrapping up the food portion of this. Kamayan. In English, from Tagalog, that means to use your hands when you eat. Now, our hands, ladies and gentlemen, we have all of these receptors in our hands that when the Europeans came to the Philippines, they introduced fork, spoon, knife. Now, when we touch our food before we consume it in our mouth, it is preparing the intestines to embrace what is about to come down so that it knows what to do and how to break down the food properly. And then when we chew in our mouth, the reason why grandma always, Lola said, slow down kids, why are you chewing so fast? She knew that it was prepping your stomach and your intestines for what the food is about to go down in there and the mechanisms of what the job of your stomach your, your digestive juices, your intestinal tract, all of that starts with the hands and your mouth. And we have lost that, right? So anyway, 
This can go on for another 90 minutes, but in a nutshell, these are the kinds of things that we have to think back. How did our people eat? How did they move? How did they breathe? How did they dress? How did they live? Because our ancestors clearly were doing it to live successfully and in good health. And we can't forget our roots. Yes, on occasion, if you have to use a fork or a knife or chopsticks, cool, go ahead, but don't be afraid to touch your food. Don't be afraid to bring hot lunch to, to work. You know, maybe watch the patis, AKA uh, fish sauce, you know, watch it in the office, but you know what I'm saying? Like take it back to the roots, mango. We are tropical people, mango, vitamin C, papaya, like all of these stuff. Just because we're told on Instagram or Women's Health Magazine or these places where we get information, check in with yourself. If Lola is still around, check mm. in with Lola. If if Tita Elsie, Tita Vicky, Tita Baby, I know you Filipinos out there got a Tita Baby or a Tita Boy, check in with them and ask them, hey, you know, have a conversation, get to know them. What did they eat? How did they live? back when they were our age because guess what there's there's some gold there's a gem in that and why our intestines we are connected to our ancestors all of that is passed down through our dna let us not forget that thank you for that transmission <laughs> thank you so beautiful I agree with you with the kamayan. I was eating uh, pampano fish and rice yesterday and I taught my partner to do it. They're Taiwanese. Yes. And I literally felt way more connected to not just the fish, but like my mom and just remembering it through cellular memory, like yes. the smells and like, yeah, I come up all up in like first grade with like fish and rice every single yes. day. Yes. And and yeah, to the internalized racism and the colonization turning into like colorism, you know. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Uh, we want to look at some of the comments. Yes. So Wilhelma de Castro says, reclaim beauty. Yes, yes. Agreed, agreed. Karina, this gem always dropping gems. Oh, I love you. I hope our generation continues to decolonize our way of operating to pass it to the next generations. All love. Thank you for sharing, Karina, all the way out of Florida. Erica, cool whip kid right here. Yes, honey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm sure that a lot of us are have been waiting for this segment. Um, I so, uh, I am definitely. And can you uh, explain a little bit about what we're going to watch in your guided meditation? Yes. Thank you for allowing me to share this. It's a very, very special one. And my husband and I have been on this beautiful healing journey, not only upon ourselves, but to everyone in our community. And that includes those that we haven't met yet. And through our studies in Rishikesh, India, we study what's called Nada Yoga. And that means the power of sound and how live music has a different aspect. Nothing wrong with yoga teachers that have to teach utilizing their iPod or their iPhone. That's perfect. 
it's still great, but we must be really mindful what kind of music we are introducing into people's lives, especially in this type of practice of yoga. Now, for those of you out there, please remember, yoga simply means union, right? So unionizing or connecting, for example, mind to body, breath to movement, or even connecting sound to one another, all of us in a room together. Now, live vibrational yoga, yes, includes gentle movement and asanas, and that is another offering in the wellness realm that me and my husband do for our community. However, in this particular segment that's going to be coming up, we are doing just a short meditation where I'm guiding you through not only observing the body, thoughts flow, but also allowing you to be comfortable in stillness and perhaps in silence. But the power of music, because as we know, thoughts can be really powerful, so much so that it can draw out and evoke certain emotions, whether it's joy, maybe anger and sadness. And so in this little segment that will be presented to you guys, Yes, I will guide you through a meditation, but allow the music also to guide and center you. Should thoughts begin to pour into your head, you want to start thinking about what you're going to cook tomorrow night for dinner, your grocery list, your neighbor's loud dog, et cetera, et cetera. Please either utilize my words or utilize the sound of the violin, which does tug at the heart chakra at times. And if it creates a sense of release, either through exhalation or tears, I want you to know that whatever you are letting go of, you are ridding your body, your mind, and your spirit of toxicity. And this is the journey to healing. So I hope you guys all enjoy this. My name is Sunshine Zerna, and this is Cube Violin Beside Me. Wherever you are, find a comfortable seated or laying down position. If you choose to sit in a chair, ground down through all four corners of your feet, spread your toes, even if they're in shoes. If you're on the floor seated cross-legged, grow the spine nice and tall. If you're laying down, allow your hands to rest by your hips, palms facing up. Those that are seated, option to just leave your hands on your knees or maybe palms also facing up, whichever suits you best. Everyone begin to close down the eyes. Eyelids begin to feel heavy. Inhale through your nose. Long, slow exhalation through the mouth. Couple more. Inhale through nose. Open mouth. Exhale, releasing all stale air out of your body.
Seal the lips. Begin breathing in through nose. Exhaling through nose. Let's do a few rounds of that. Begin to notice the sensation of fresh oxygen entering your nose, exiting your nose. You might even want to create a sound in the back of your nose while your lips are sealed. exhale through nose. I invite you to let go of all expectations of what you think a meditation should be. My hope for you is to practice with an open heart and an open mind. Maybe even a bit of curiosity. Begin to set your intention. It may be a single word, a mantra that calls to you organically or maybe a special quote that's dear to your heart. I invite you to repeat that silently to yourself as you inhale through nose and exhale through your nose. this breathing with intention and purpose. Focusing on what's important to you. With the power of breath and manifestation, what is it that you wish to call into your life? Focus on that as you simply breathe it in. And as you exhale, you are sharing it with the universe.
continue to grow the spine nice and tall. Whether you're lying down or you're seated, everyone inhale, lift the shoulders to your ears. Exhale, roll them back and down. Inhale, lift the shoulders. Exhale, let it go. Once more, inhale. your heart center. Stacking one hand on top of the other. Keeping your eyes still closed. Inhale into the heart. Notice your chest puff up. Exhale, the chest drops down low. Belly fully deflate. back into the heart. Exhale. 
observe your own heartbeat. Notice if you're more centered, more grounded, more focused, more calm, more at peace. Gently blink open your eyes. Draw your palms together at heart center in prayer. Inhale, thumbs to third eye center, seat of intuition. May we all move forward and think positive thoughts upon ourselves and others. Thumbs to lips. May we all speak inspiring words towards ourselves and one another. Thumbs back at heart center. May we always respond with love and kindness to ourselves and others. Thank you for joining me. My name is Sunshine Zerda. This is Q Violin. We hope that you feel more relaxed and grounded. Have a beautiful rest of your day. <laughs> wow, absolutely. I'm feeling all, all the feels, as all the feels, the gooseies, like, really so amazing I love you ryan thank you that means a lot yeah I've, I've come a long way and i think that's why when you share words like that with me as well as from community remember i i look down on yoga and meditation and all of that and i tell everybody every day it saves my life you know just just even a simple 10 minute like what you all heard and or saw, it's it can be really, really powerful because our, our self-narrative can take over sometimes and lead us down a dark, depressive, or sad or angry path. And we don't have to suffer like that. None of us do. With the power of breath, and meditation and positive words that we choose to tell ourselves or others, but also with the power of music, you know, the sound of a violin carries a unique frequency. So that's another 90 minute chat. <laughs> Amazing. Please, please tell Quetzal 
Amazing. Thank you. And so much gratitude for that piece. I mean, I, it resonated with me. I hope it resonated with all of our, our guests and our audience today. Just woo, all the feels, all the feels. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's really just take this moment again. I, I, from the bottom of our hearts, we wanted to say thank you, um, Sunshine. We also want to thank Getzal for the music, the the depth of, of that violin was, whew. Aw, thank so you, great. Ryan. I will be yeah. sure to relay the message. Thank yeah. You. Thank, you. thank you. Absolutely. And also, I, we wanted to say thank you to our, our community, you know, here at Philippine X and Wellness, just for being by our sides this tonight, past, and, and in the future. You know, we thank you for all of your, your feedback, your questions. You know, I really don't want to close tonight, but it's just just gratitude, right? Uh, thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Allison, for your gratitude as well. Yeah, absolutely. So as we as we begin to make this journey to our close tonight, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you guys again soon. <laughs> absolutely. Let's let's tell our audience at you know how you know how we can get in contact with you, attend your classes, your events. I'm definitely signing up for sure. Yeah. Or even yeah. just like you and, and Quetzal, like for, for anything and everything. How do I we do that? You. Thank you. First, my, my main line of connection is um, uh, my Instagram. However, right now on the screen is my up and coming website. It's actually under construction, but yes, it's going to be sunshinezerta.com. My web designer is doing some tweaks to it. And I appreciate you guys putting that up on the screen again, sunshinezerta.com. But my Instagram as well as Facebook is also the same sunshine Zerta at sign, of course. And on my Instagram, you will find a link in my bio, which will link to my DJ mixes that I've done, YouTube channel, Q's music, a lot of the music that has inspired me on this wellness journey that has uplifted me through times where during transition from corporate world to being my own boss is scary. But music is truly powerful and his words and lyrics had really, including the song you guys heard today, really gets me into a positive state of mind. So you'll find a link on there too. You will also see our videos that we have done, whether live vibrational yoga or guided meditation with music. You'll find that all through the link on my IG bio. So, and soon on my website. <laughs> So yeah, thank you for asking, Ryan, because I usually forget, like I'll share all my stories and then people are like, hey, well, what about your online stuff and your events? And I do post it very frequently on my IG. My husband and I do lots of retreats or artists in residencies and we're doing live performance, meaning live music and DJ performances. We are on the road actually. And just to 
uh, a shameless shout out. Um, we are going to be performing at a festival in Phoenix, Arizona called Mask Alive. That's up and coming. I'll be posting that. We'll be in St. Louis. We'll be in New York. We do offerings, both wellness and musicality type of performances. And then we have been so honored and grateful to be invited to co-facilitate a retreat in Sardinia, Italy. We'll be performing in Europe this summer, and we'll see if Australia and Bali loosen up. We might be in Bali and Australia in the third and fourth quarter of this year. So if you guys are hip to getting on a plane, or if we're near you getting on the train, a bus, a car, please come give us a hug because me and Q really love hugs and we love sharing with our community. That's, oh my goodness, so amazing, Sunshine. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. you know, thank you for, for taking this time for our community, you know, just really diving deep, diving hard, unapologetically, and truly yourself in, in your journey through all of the things, right, to where you are, this beautiful space today, you know, and really just honing in on what we need to do to uplift ourselves, our community, right? Yes. You know, not, not forgetting about what has happened to us in the past and just really breaking down, right? The yes. decolonizing wellness. So thank you for that. You know, it's no, thank thank you guys and Philippine X for even having this space because I felt safe and thank you for allowing me to be vulnerable. And each and one, each and every one of you who are tuning in, thank you for listening. My stories. Sometimes I would be embarrassed to share, but all of you have allowed me a safe space to be vulnerable, and I am truly honored and grateful. Absolutely, we obviously are, are excited to witness this continual journey, both you and Katzal and really welcoming you both to the Philippine X and wellness family. So yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from my heart. Safo. Yes. Thank you so much again, Sunshine. I feel really thank inspired you, by you. Oh, yeah. thank you. We <laughs> inspire one another. You guys yeah. inspire me as well. Yeah. And thank you so much to our audience. We uh, please look out for our next session. It's going to be on YouTube and Apple Podcasts on Wednesday, March 2nd. We will be sharing a pre-recorded interview. It's called Discussing Developmental Disabilities with Rena Bautista, who is an education specialist, and Dr. Claire Kamaya, who um, is an educational therapist and director at DOORS Educational Center. This episode is in alignment with March's Developmental Disabilities Awareness Month. Please join us in learning more about developmental disabilities, access needs, and how we could be stronger allies to families and individuals living with de developmental disabilities. Um, Ryan, can you please share with us more about your fitness challenge? Woo, Ryan! <laughs> yes, so really excited to have launched this with, um, it was just purely a discussion that was having, we were having on Clubhouse. So Clubhouse is a great platform. If you haven't um, ventured into that, it's all audio based. 
but it was a group of us that just were just talking about, my goodness, I need to lose weight. I need to get moving. So I was like, I, I had this background and this, you know, bunch of the resources that I've gained throughout the years. And I was like, let's do it. Right. So we started February 1st, all the way through March 12th. So it's 40 days. Complete your own journey. 10, 20, 30 fitness activities. It could be a class of yoga. It could be on your Peloton. It could be simply just running outside, right? No equipment necessary. So 24, 25 challengers, including myself, keeping myself accountable. Um, it stems from obviously people all over. So New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Illinois, Texas, Nevada, um, where else? Washington, we have Thailand and our motherland Philippines. So we have representation in each of these places and we're going strong. We're week three was yesterday. And so if you'd like a little bit more, we still have lots of time. Um, just DM me, DM me at, um, at Ryan, R-Y-A-N-L-O-R-E-N. Again, let's get this going. Let's go. Yes, Ryan. Thank you for bringing community together. Absolutely. Yeah, super looking forward to how that unfolds, Ryan. I've actually started going to the gym again after having a sprained toe. I think I told y'all about that, but I'm starting to walk on it again and it's all good. Um, so yeah, thank you again for that. And thank you again to Sunshine. And oh, thank you, Sapo. Yes. Um, and also to Cheryl, who is our producer and co-founder. Amazing. <laughs> We love you, Cheryl. Um, and we'd also like to shout out to SoCal Filipinos, of course, and Jason, and our designer, Richie Ramirez, our advisors, Alison De La Cruz, and Rianne De Las Reyes, Gruzian, and Classy for their beat rock music, and Q Violin for your consent to for us to use your tracks. And also to our community partners, this Filipino American Life and Trek Table, and all of our community community members for your shares and contributions tonight. As always, we'll share more about our guest speakers offerings on our IG stories and highlights um, for permanent access with our upcoming events. So be sure to follow us on Filipinx and Wellness on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, unfortunately, it's not the same spelling. It's at Filipinx um, with the letter N, um, well, followed by letters N and S, all in one word. But you can find that on our IG. Um, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button on our Filipinx and Wellness YouTube channel. Amazing, y'all. Such an amazing, intimate evening. Again, we want to say thank you everyone for having the space with us tonight. Cheryl, Safo, Sunshine, again, amazing. Thank you all. As we say, with as we close our night, continue to take care of yourselves and each other. And thank you. Thank you, you guys. Sending love and hugs. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Maraming salamat.
protect my peace, but I'm out of my mind I'm trying to do good with these demons inside I wanna find my way, but some days I barely survive Burn sage, fuck stress, yes I know that I am blessed But the belly of the beast appears every time I rest On a foot pursuit, trying to chase this ring But the universe and Carter said his dream is chasing me And I know that I've been gone for a minute If I made a stardust, then skies ain't the limit, yeah uh, and I've been gone for a minute If a motherfucker doubting me, I'm going out to get it From the cradle to the tomb I'ma nurture my ambition like it Came from my womb and I'ma show you why they name it Storms after women, they're afraid of thundering I stay winning, this ain't no competition But they still fear me Four foot eleven and I'm filled with fury Strong Filipina, put my hood on the mat But fuck a gentrifier, we need Echo Park back Come on and I know it's been a minute, I do it all for my seed It's what I breathe and I bleed, they've been waiting on me Back for good and you'll see how this mighty little woman Got her flow so nasty, uh These rappers don't cut it Every bar I spit another one of y'all plummets, uh A 16 don't cut it I know it's been a minute, I'ma be the one to run it, yeah A 16 don't cut it 16, 16, her dress don't cut it, nah, yeah a 16 don't cut it 16, 16, it just don't cut it Trying to find a balance